Welcome to the Rams post game show. My name is Victor Corona, aka Vic the producer. Uh, we have a post game show for you guys here. Not uh, not a great one uh, after a uh, tough loss for the Rams, but live from uh, New Orleans at his hotel is Gilbert Manzano, uh, who does it for the OC Register at LA Daily News. Gilbert, how are you doing, sir? How is Bourbon? How did uh, Bourbon Street treat you uh, last night? Yeah, it's going well. Uh, I'm enjoying my time here in New Orleans. It's been, it's been a good time, uh, but maybe not so much for the Rams. It's the same old, same old result here, uh, but they keep finding ways to maybe hit rock bottom. Last week was a Cooper Cup injury, and now Matthew Stafford potentially, I'm, I'm going to be serious about that, potentially two concuss- concussions for him because the Rams don't want to say if he had one last time, but that's a scary situation for Matthew Stafford, and the Rams have gotten to the point where they are three and seven on the season. Defending Super Bowl champions, three and seven, Victor. That's kind of crazy to think here uh, on House of Horns. But when you're three and seven and your quarterback might have two concussions in two weeks, it's time to, con- to, to consider the option to shut down Matthew Stafford along with Cooper Cup. And then after that, what are you playing for? Pride, being professional, like we mentioned this week, and for the young guys to develop. But same result, besides a running game popping off for a change, everything else felt the same because this defense can't do it anymore. Jalen Ramsey can't point the finger anymore. It's it's a whole lot of bad. And when that third quarter occurred with Stafford going out, this team had no chance, Victor. Yeah, and I was actually really surprised from what I saw in the first half. Uh, things looked really good. Um as you talked about in your story, um, and we'll get into your story uh, as we go on on this post game show. But I thought I thought the offense looked good with with Stafford, and I, I know he left, and it was good to see uh, Bryce Perkins out there. We we've it kind of reminded me of the preseason how we talked about um, we saw we also saw McCutcheon out there. So, but yeah, the defense was a big letdown today, and I thought one of the things that was really bad to see was. Uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey get torched twice, once by Olave, and then on that touchdown where he said that kind of looked like he got pushed off. But honestly, it was a clean play by Juwan Johnson there. But um, yeah, it it was it was a tough scene in the second half. I mean, they had some momentum in the first half. You kind of liked what you saw in the first half, but then once Stafford left the game, you kind of knew that it was going to be an uphill battle for for the Rams in this game. Yeah, I'm glad that you pointed out the defense because we keep neglecting the defense. Like, like yeah, it was bend on break. They were they were doing their job. They weren't getting takeaways. They weren't getting the sacks. Yeah, the the Raheem Morris system was is a little kind of frustrating, but they were doing their job. The last two weeks, Victor against Andy Dalton and Colt McCoy, they got lit up. They got torched. And Jalen Ramsey did not want to speak again because it was a bad game. And how do you go the last eight games? One takeaway combined for this defense, Bobby Wagner, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, a lot of great players on this defense. And you have zero takeaways in the last four games combined. Andy Dalton, Cole McCoy. I get the offense is struggling. They're going through their 10th offensive line combination. But at some point, you got to help out. And when you're getting torched by a rookie wide receiver and Chris Halave, and if you're Aaron Donald, you're like, I got there. I took a, I, t- I gave a hit on Andy Dalton. He still got away through the ball, and they didn't do their job downfield. Alave, you know, broke free, touchdown. Kind of a little bit uh, 
resembled the play for Tutu Atwell, but without the whole the pressure and all that breaking down. Uh, but Chris Olave getting that was that felt like the game was over, and it just felt yeah, like. Want... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, finish up. I just, I just want to say it felt like the new theme here is not just the offense being broken; is they don't have complimentary football. Like I was thinking about it when you told me about Brandon Powell last week. I was trying to see what he was doing in the return game. He had a couple uh, pop off, you know, in the midfield. He did something. The defense and the offense are not doing complimentary football, Victor. Yeah, no, and and even some of the other uh, players on defense stepped up. Leonard Floor had two two sacks. You had uh, Gaines also with two sacks. I really like some of the things they did with with some of the complimentary players. But outside of Aaron Donald, I mean, everybody else seemed to be not doing well in, on, on defense. But uh, I just wanted to uh, mention this comment here for those uh, that will be listening on the audio. Uh, Pio Time uh, came on here and says, another tough loss, horns, horns up, praying for Stafford. And, it, and it's been it's been uh, a recurring theme with the Rams, especially now that they've lost uh, four in a row, as we've seen. Uh, it's 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 something new. And then I saw right before we came on your story, uh, uh, can you share what McVeigh had to say after this loss? Yeah, for, for Matthew Stafford update, there really isn't an update. It, You know, when this happened the first time around, again, that's why I can't say, did Matthew Stafford sustain a concussion in week nine against Tampa Bay because the team never said it? And, and, and who am I to say, hey, you got to reveal this private uh, health matter to me and tell me you have a concussion, but they won't say it. So I can't say he had one or not. So all I could say is that he was in the concussion protocol for about two weeks, Victor. Now the, the trick is like, is he in the con concussion protocol right now? He is not currently in the protocol, but he's still being evaluated from concussion. So we got to make sure we get the wording right there. Uh, so he left in the third quarter. Stafford did. I want to say eight minute mark or 830 mark of the third quarter. And the, the weird thing was like Stafford was making a work with this offensive line. 10th combo again, 10th combo. Matt Skura playing left guard was a 12th offensive lineman to start in a game this year for the Rams. That's a whole lot of linemen to play uh, for the Rams. But he wasn't sacked the first half. He was avoiding pressure. The running game was so beneficial, Victor. Like we finally saw the running game and we saw the wonders of a balanced attack. What can they do? Well, you don't get sacked as much, right? Well, he got sacked in the third quarter and that's when Stafford felt off. He went to the medical blue tent. I kept looking with my binoculars. What's going on? Sta I mean, McVeigh kept coming over to Stafford to talk. Uh, uh, Reggie Scott, you know, the head of uh, the medical team out there for the Rams, kept talking. They kept going back and forth. And you don't want to mess around with a concussion. Uh, I get I don't want to speculate, but he said he had one a week ago or two weeks ago. You don't want to mess around. Get out the game. You, you feel fuzzy. You feel off. Don't return. So uh, we don't know if he had a concussion today. We don't know. If he's in the protocol, all we know, he's still being tested. Uh, but again, I think it's gone to a point where, like, if he does have one and say it is two, you got to consider shutting it down for the rest of the year. At this point, when you're three and seven, who cares? I know you don't have a draft pick. Who cares if the Lions get a top 10 pick? Worry about your, your star players and get them healthy. I agree. I mean, you have to make sure you you start thinking about the future and and forget about whatever's going to happen this season because that's you know you need to protect your players at that point. But I thought it was it was pretty interesting to see how how that whole thing happened because 
you see Stafford going to the sideline and sitting down with McVeigh and they're having a conversation. And then all of a sudden you see McVeigh pointing to the, like he's the one that called over the medical personnel and then they went into, so it, it was him that pretty much spotted. He wanted to make sure he was okay. He probably hurt something and that's how he ended up uh, in the medical tent. But I, I, I wanted to also talk about what you brought up in terms of I want to make sure we give the offense credit here and some of the things McVeigh did with Stafford because as you talked about, the the uh, running attack, you know, they carried the ball 17 times in that first half for for 65 yards, which was more than we've seen in the last few games. So, and and I I really like what I saw for from um, the rookie running back. That that was awesome to see. I, I my my his uh, name escapes me right now, but Kyron Williams. Yeah, Kyron Williams. I mean, he had a, a nice burst. Even Cam Akers had some good runs there. So that was impressive to see. But it. it Honestly, the one that just stood out for me was that 2-2 Adwell 62-yard bomb. I mean, which was his first career touchdown. I mean, that was like, I was like, oh, there he is. Like, I was like the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio meme. Like, we've been asking for that for the for this whole time. So that was great to see. And then, of course, Gilbert, that 11-play, uh, 87-yard uh, uh, drive that concluded with a six-yard touchdown uh, from Stafford to Allen Robinson. And I thought they had the momentum going. And unfortunately, like we talked about earlier, uh, Stafford had to leave. And I think the momentum just went out the game for for the Rams there. Yeah, this this Rams offense has a way of tricking us. So like, hey, there, there's some good here. And, and then maybe they'll figure it out. And then they always go back to their ways. Like, yeah, they got 20 points today, but that's actually like an improvement from them, right? Like that's not even a lot, but like it usually feels like 16 points and they got their 20, but to get a season high and 148 rushing yards, that was big. And I'm sure it helped out having Bryce Perkins in there at the end via mobile, uh, but he's not your star, your star quarterback for a reason. And yeah, you got that, you got that glimpse there of why they drafted Tutu Atwell in the second round was that play action pass, you know, that bought himself some time there because, again, it was a lot of guessing because you were a balanced attack. That's what they were missing, having that balanced attack. You get to play the play action. And, and I spoke to Tutu Atwell in the locker room, and he's like, it didn't matter what type of route I was running. I'm going straight down the field, and I know the ball's coming to me. So it was kind of like, hey, at some point, take your shot. And he beat two guys, and Tutu Atwell was a burner. Uh, yeah, we could figure out his game another day. But for him to finally get that, it was a, it's a confidence builder. And then for the for the team on the sideline, they were so happy for Tutu Atwell. This team loves Tutu Atwell. He puts in the work. Yeah, he's small. Yeah, he gets pressed off the, off the line of scrimmage. He's a small dude. Uh, but when he gets it going, you you gotta you gotta do a balanced attack. You gotta call better plays. You gotta protect to have Tutu Atwell. He can't do it by himself. So that was a positive. The running game I liked. You know, with, with Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, Kyron Williams. And we keep screaming at McVay to pick up to pick a running back and just go with it. And today they showed that hey, maybe a committee could work. Uh, but to have, like I mentioned, 12 offensive linemen play in a game this year, Tynaseki going down in the second second quarter, and then you have Bobby Evans play left tackle, who was a guard who struggled and was benched. It's not a good look to have that in there. But we, you know, I pretty much wrote off this team as a postseason, you know, contender last week. So when Tutu Atwell had that touchdown, I'm like, this team's not going anywhere. I got to focus on something positive eventually, you know? I've done my part as a B reporter. I've been fair and honest down the middle. I'll focus on Tutu Atwell a little more because he's going to be a guy you got to have for next year, right? 
Yeah, and as you as we talked about in the preview show, we want to see what you know. We asked the uh, the Rams fans, "Hey, what what players do you want to see going forward?" Because that's what you're looking at. And today, you know, showed that what we're why we asked that question because we want to see those players now. We're gonna you know see how they develop, and I think that's the way you have to look at the season now. The re, the as we go forward is develop some of these players and see what you have. So that way, you know what you're going to keep in terms of your young player or your young core going forward. Because honestly, at this point, you know, with, with the back-to-back uh, concussions, speculatively for uh for stafford you know it, it might be he he might be done for the season just like it was for cooper cup so now you just have to keep it professional as you talked about with Bo- uh uh bobby was bobby wagner sorry my his yeah. his names are going on but i wanted to share some of the um some of the comments that we've been getting uh it says uh true the game 209 we are done guys next season sounds about right uh just don't know why these guys were resign knowing that this season would be this bad i mean you just you just never know how the season's gonna go i mean you're coming off a super bowl and as we talked about last week with the with ram fans you know you won the super bowl last year at least you got the super bowl and and you should be happy with that uh these type of seasons happen sometimes it's hard to to repeat it in the in the nfl as we've seen the only team that's repeated has been the patriots back in the early 2000s yeah you know sean McVay used to start his press conference with saying like hey we've never experienced this much uh injuries before we've never had this much shuffling in the offensive line and he's always like well those are just only ex- excuses i probably shouldn't be making excuses now it's kind of like yeah, man, it's a reality. It's a challenge. It's the truth. What else can we say? And yeah, they are still excuses for the team uh, because you, you, the best teams usually make to, they make it work when injuries occur. But it is a different level of injuries. I understand that for Sean, Sean McVay, and you know maybe I shouldn't get on him too much today because they there were some glimpses there for the running game. Like he showed commitment to the running game. So it's a start there. But when you don't have your best receiver, you probably won't have your best quarterback. Uh, it, it does present a lot of challenges, and you could tell McVeigh is just frustrated out there. Uh, and and then like, what would have happened if Bryce Perkins got hurt? You know, you know, hopefully that is not the case for him. But who do you go to? You don't even have John Wolford out there. And my colleague Kevin Modesti told me that the emergency quarterback is Cooper Cup, who's not available. So I wonder what the heck would have happened if that situation occurred. Uh, they missed out there, but again, if you're trying to look for positives, you know, Bryce Perkins, you know, looked decent. You know, it was nice to hear that when he went into the huddle, we forget this guy's a young quarterback. You know, I don't want to say third year in the NFL. I think last week might have been his first career pass attempt in a real game, so or not preseason game. Uh, so he, the Van Jefferson kept saying, Allen Robinson kept saying, Hey, man, it's cool, relax, we got you, just call the offense, we'll keep, we'll keep fighting. And yeah, they kind of cut it close at the end, but. It's just the same old thing with this team. No takeaways. Uh, they can't score quickly. And now the injuries just keep piling up and up. And is it Bobby Evans the rest of the way at left tackle? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know, Victor, at this point. 
Yeah, and, it, and it's a tough situation. I mean, like we've talked about as well, like the the Rams have been one of the healthiest teams for the past four seasons, and then this year just it, it finally, you know, they, they got been with injuries, and, and it's going to happen. I mean, the NFL is, is going to give you injuries. Teams are going to – I mean, last year it was the Baltimore Ravens. This year it's it's the, the Los Angeles Rams. But I, I wanted to give uh, Daniel Calderon, who's been someone who uh, – one of the fans who – who comments on here a lot and so i wanted to give him a shout out he says uh stafford i think is gonna retire i mean it's kind of tough uh to see what happens i think with the two concussions it might be something he thinks about he's also had some back injuries but i i I think he's too competitive i i think we'll see him again next year you just want to make sure that you you keep him healthy the rest of this season and because at this point there's no reason to bring him back right Gilbert yeah you know I'm glad you mentioned that it was more like McVeigh pushing you know what's going on and honestly I, 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 I hate to kind of speculate and even mention this but like when I was looking through my binoculars like what's going on with Stafford I was surprised they said it was for a concussion because he kept grabbing at his knee so maybe like you're right like maybe he was going in for like a knee check and then it's like well let's check out the rest and like hey are you feeling a little off uh so credit to McVeigh to just to, to check in on his quarterback's health yeah, I get he wants to kind of be secretive about the concussion, maybe for like to throw off the team. Like, hey, if he has a concussion, you pretty much know he won't play. Or, hey, uh, you know, you don't want to give out the private the private matters of, of what, what Stafford's going through. So he hasn't even spoken to us the last couple of weeks, Victor. So we don't even know what the heck is going on with Stafford. Like when he was supposed to talk to us on Friday when he got cleared, uh, it happened after the media, uh, I guess, conveniently was there. So. We've, we have no idea what's going on with Stafford. We're kind of left in the dark here. Uh, but I'm at least I'm glad to hear that McVay was talking to him to making sure that he's okay because th- this, this is a serious thing. We saw it happen with Tua. We saw it happen here with the Rams with David Edwards getting two concussions. And they actually pulled the plug on him th- this week because he was supposed to come back. David Edwards was. Uh, and he just didn't feel right. So for the most part, I think the Rams are trying to do it right here. Uh, so the first hit that Stafford took today, they were just checking in and it just didn't look good for him. Yeah, and and it makes sense to do that because you don't want to make it worse, especially since he's coming off of concussion protocol. We don't know if he had a concussion before, but they're just trying to play it safe at this point. And, I mean, you have to do that. You don't want to put him at risk, especially when you have a lost season. But I wanted to share a couple more comments. I know you're you're almost uh, coming down to the end here in terms of time with you. So, um he, uh, we have Mike Malik here saying there's nothing wrong with him and the Rams are throwing the season. So, I mean, I mean, you know, it, it's hard to speculate. You know, you, you're there covering the team. We don't know. In ter- if they don't want to give you the information, there's nothing you can do. Right, Gilbert? Yeah. You know, I get people are frustrated. And, and, and Mike, uh, he's a little out there sometimes, but he likes to participate. So shout out for that. And, and of course, keep, keep engaging uh, viewers of House of, Ho- House of Horns. I know there's, what, seven games to go, but start looking ahead and we'll get you covered for the future and all that. But, uh, you know, going off of that, you know, just to kind of just to end here or a little more, uh, Victor, is like we mentioned Alvin Kamara giving this, the Rams defense fits because of what we saw McCaffrey and the 49ers do. Uh, and I think the bigger problem was that they have kind of two guys like that. Like, obviously, Taysom Hill is not Alvin Kamara or uh, Christian McCaffrey, but you could tell. That unknown mystery, is he going to throw it? Is he going to run up the middle? 
threw them off. And I know Taysom Hill didn't have the biggest uh, yardage total, but just having that kind of element of intrigue really threw them off. And that's why you can open it up down the field to Chris Alave. Uh, so I think having Alvin Kamara, who had 89 total yards, wasn't a crazy game. But having those two guys like that, like the, the Joker kind of role, they play a little bit of everything, really hurt this Rams defense. And you mentioned, you called it earlier in the week. Like, remember what happened to McCaffrey? When they face versatile guys, they usually have trouble. And, you know, they lost Jawan Johnson, the tight end, a couple of times. Uh, Jarvis Landry looked weird to me in wearing number five because I thought that was Teddy Bridgewater for a long time, number five for the Saints. But he got going to uh, Victor. So it was a long day for the Rams defense. Uh, it was a it was an ugly game, but I'm going to shout out one of my favorite beers right here. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was that type of game for me that I needed a beer when I got home. And uh, we, won't, we won't be getting out the good stuff today, Victor, because uh, no. Yingling, Yingling, hopefully I say that right, Yingling. Yingling, Yingling. I, I just say Yingling. I think I've heard Yingling. <laughs> it's the good stuff here in New Orleans, but uh, we'll eventually get to the, the beer of the game. Yeah, no, and I, I just wanted to bring up how, like, the they got torched by the tight end in this game, which was kind of uh, weird to see because we expected, you know, Kamara or even uh, Tyson, Taysom Hill to be the ones who, who did the damage or even Olave, but it was a tight end. Um, and so this is where Ram fans have been, you know, critical of Raheem Morris and, you know, the, the, uh, the offensive coordinator for the Saints did a good job of uh, uh, attacking them up the middle with the uh, and 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 doing some crossers with the, with the uh, tight end. So, yeah, that that's where that's where this game was won by the by the Saints was uh, taking advantage of their tight end because he had that 32 yard uh, catch and then uh, he he every time they needed a big play it was either Olave or their tight end. Um, so yeah, that was that was that was a big game there for. For the Saints, but uh, let's get to our uh, at the end here as we get to who gets a 12 pack of beer. You you're having a, a good beer there, but uh, we're gonna give out a terrible one here, like some Milwaukee's best or whatever. Yeah. They're, they're, they're <laughs> whatever. not getting this, they're not getting this stuff today. The yeah. Rams are are not getting that for sure. But you know, I mentioned his name earlier. We both have, and I want to say that was the only catch that he had. Yes, it was. Tutu Atwell was. He was the leading receiver on the team because of one catch, 62 yards. And, again, it was just nice to hear that people were so happy for Tutu Atwell because, you know, he had a lot of pressure. Second-round pick out of Louisville. Couldn't make it work. Couldn't stay healthy. He was a healthy scratch the past two games, uh, Victor. Uh, they, they didn't have room for him, I guess, to play. Third one this year, healthy scratch. So, for him to kind of get the confidence builder going, uh, there you go. Tutu Atwell gets a warm uh, Paps Blue Ribbon beer so uh enjoy it too too uh that was a nice touchdown even myself I'm like i've been watching this boring offense week after week that was fun to see for a little bit right right no and and for me it's gonna be great games man i love seeing him get out there and and he just shot up the gap he did some great things today um he forced uh he had two sacks so for me, it's great games. I, I I really love what he did today on defense. Uh, it was it was good. Like it wasn't just uh, Aaron Donald uh, having to do everything. So it was and and Leonard Floyd. But uh, for this one, I'm gonna give it to great games. I, I I just thought he stood out on defense, especially along that defensive line. Yeah, and I think he missed last week, right? He had like an injury, so for him to come back and contribute right away, or maybe been two weeks ago, I forget. He missed one game. Uh, that that was big for great games. And yeah, Leonard Floyd, great games. Uh, both had a, a pair of uh, sacks, which for this defense is kind of rare this year, right? 
Yeah, but so before you go, Gilbert, uh, uh, give us a plug here. Let let us know what you got working on and what you've been working on, I should say, and then what else you have coming out on the OC Register LA Daily News for the people. Yeah, if you want to read more about Matthew Stafford and where the team stands and what the outcome of the game was, you know, you can check out check out my story currently at the Orange County Register LA Daily News or follow me on Twitter. Uh, people told me Twitter was going to die this week. So I felt silly tweeting, tweeting out things like comments, play by play, but people are still on there. Right. So, uh, follow me at G Monsanto 24. And then, uh, I am currently working on a two, two at will store because again, it was kind of switch it up. I know it was one catch. I get it. Leave me alone. Uh, but I will do a notebook on two, two at will. I will get on the defense tomorrow. Uh, I will definitely do that because I spoke to Troy Hill in the locker room. Very honest conversation about why he came back to this team, and it wasn't to be three and seven. So look out for that tomorrow at the OC Register. Yeah, and then before we go, I just want to give a shout out to the people who uh, are in the comments and uh, you know engaging with us. I want to you know even for 49er fans who was Coach T Bates, Daniel Calderon, Pio Time, True to the Game Two Hundred Nine, Mike uh, Malik, Daniel Calderon, uh, Gary Trujillo. All you guys, thank you for contributing to this show. We really appreciate it. You know, it, it's good to see the engagement from people out there. So, uh, Gilbert, uh, get us out of here and uh, as we get ready for the Chiefs game. Yeah, and also if you're watching the replays this uh, post-game show, comment under the video here. So we want to see more engagement. We love it throughout the whole week. Uh, we have a, a preview show every single week. I think I do a post. Uh, yeah, no, I think I do. In the community section of the YouTube channel, House of Horns, I do kind of a mailbag section, section there. So a comment, questions, we all love it here at House of Horns. Like Victor said, thank you. But uh, I'm trying to get done with this 2-2 story so I can, get, I can return to Bourbon Street, have nice. more drinks, have a good time here in New Orleans. Uh, because uh, it's a, I, I really enjoyed the Superdome vibe, even though it was like a battle of two bad teams. The crowd was amazing in the Superdome. And I love the city, so I'm going to go enjoy it. But on that note, ya nos vamos, pues, vámonos.